Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Snap and Chance. I am your host, Bobby Sampson. Joined, as always, with me, my man with the master plan in the Johnny Cash shirt of all shirts. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Mr. Chance Michaels. Chance, how are you, man? I'm doing pretty good yourself. Good, good, man. Can't complain. I was listening to Johnny Cash on the way home today. I mean, purely coincidental, but God, I love that guy. I love that. Man. Oh, yeah. Classic. Oh, he was watch his movie that he they had out on him. Yeah, yeah. Walk the line with Jack Queen yeah, Phoenix and uh Reese Witherspoon. I they he I did a good job did. playing Johnny Man. He nailed it, eh? Both of them did though. I'll be say I'll be honest. I think both of them did an amazing job. Um yeah. that Jack Queen Phoenix, man, he he's he's a bit of a character, he's a bit of an eccentric, but dude, that guy can act. Oh yeah, he's yeah, absolutely. Right? Like he was phenomenal. Um Johnny Cash, uh, the Joker. Have you seen him in the Joker? No, but I heard about that. That's a pretty dark one, eh? It's really dark, but I don't think there's anyone else who could have pulled it off the way he did. Just with his did he go a little bit crazy after all that because he lived the character too much? Dude, they all went crazy, didn't they? Look at yeah. Heath Ledger. He played the Joker. He ended up killing himself. That's crazy because they really live in that character, man. He, he lived real. it. Like, yeah, legitimately, these two guys lived the characters, but... We're going to talk about a whole different set of characters because last night was Monday Night Raw. We're three weeks away from Money in the Bank. The card is shaping up very nicely. Why? I think we got all six guys in the men's Money in the Bank. We got one left to qualify for the women's and we got our supplementary matches starting to formulate. So let's get right into Monday Night Raw. First thing that happened is they're basically taking out all the old titles. So Rhea gets hers today. Which I like that, the revamping and making them look different. Boy, they always do that every few years. I like that. I, no, I think it's really good. And I think Keep what they've done this time is made it re- smart, right? Like the women's title is representative of the world heavyweight title, so to speak. So she is now referred to as the women's world heavyweight champion, right? I like that, yeah. Right? Whereas uh, Asuka is considered the WWE women's champion. Yeah. So, and both belts are representative of each other. If you think about it, Oscar's got more of the universal style. Where, and I'm a big fan. I think I I like Seth's and and Rhea's belt better. To be honest, I I just like the look of it. I do because it reminds me of Big Gold, and I've always been a big fan of Big Gold. Right. I mean, I don't know where it's over there in the corner. But in 2006, I bought the Ripper Club Big Gold belt. Um, because I just loved it. I just thought it was amazing. To be it fair, I, I mean, I always like the wing belt. That's my favorite WWE belt that one Hogan had near the end and yeah. Rock and whatnot before they switched it. The the winged eagle belt is my probably the best version of the WWE. What about John Cena's infamous uh, spinner belt? I mean, for the time, I think it did. I didn't hate it. Like some people were trash. It wasn't that you bad. Know what? I, I had nothing against it. Honestly, to be fair, but I no. think it, it was just a marketing play, to be completely honest. And that was John Cena's thing, the street image, the, the, well, the rapper image, so what goes with it? it well, dude, at that time, everybody had spinners. Like, spinners were a big thing at that time. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, let's be realistic. Every bloody uncle in Abbotsford, let's be fair, in their safari van, had those Canadian Tire clip-on spinners. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? So, I mean, it was a legit thing. I mean... Right to the point where you could buy them for like fifteen dollars a cap at a Canadian Tire. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I never went down that road myself because I just couldn't justify it in any shape or form. But every rendition of the belt, I feel, has has had some kind of. They've all been cool in a different way and represent the time. They all have. They all have. Uh, Of all of them, I'll have to say, I just didn't like the current renditions. It didn't appeal to me. You didn't like the the blue belt? I like the blue belt that was there. I I just didn't like the big W in it. That's it. It just looked too too plain. You know, I I like, I like, you know how you like the big men and you like, you're the bodies, right? For me, I, I like the belts too. For me, the belts represent a lot. It represents oh, yeah. you and whatnot. So the cooler looking the belt is, in my opinion, the more intriguing and appealing it is to the consumer. What do you think has better looking belts? AEW, WWE, or the boxing, the four main boxing belts? Which ones do you think? What belt do you think looks the best? Out of all the belts in the world, I'd have to go with the ring belt because of the history on that belt. Honestly, yeah. it's the simplest looking. It's just frilly. It reminds me of Rocky Balboa. Um, it represents the lineal champion. 
I mean, of all the belts out there, that's probably the oldest one. Speaking of Rocky, I have to bring this up. I've been waiting to bring it up, and since you segued it, have you or our listeners watched the new show with Sylvester Stallone, Tulsa King? It is great. It's on Paramount. I just started watching it a couple weeks ago. It is really good. No, it's on my list. Um, Again, unfortunately, I really want to watch it. Tulsa King, it's a story about him being an ex-mobster. Yeah, out of jail. And they they basically kick him out of the town and send him to Oklahoma, right? Yeah, where he tricks yeah. over it. Yeah, and the hijinks and the hijinks and the and, and the stories begin from there. Yeah, it's really good. I've only seen about good, four eh? or five episodes, but it's really good. I recommend it. No, definitely. Yeah, guys, I don't I watch know. many shows, but that's one that I do recommend. Yeah, I know. I mean, um, it, it's hard to find the time. TV time. Well, forget time. Okay, I mean, I'm not. And again, guys, girls, we're not complaining in any way here. It's just if I'm not consuming wrestling or boxing, that's the thing. I'm editing. If I'm not editing, I'm working. If I'm not working, I'm with the family. You know what I mean? It's just always something. chasing interviews. And chasing interviews and always fishing. It's just, so there's always something going on, Chance. And honestly, my TV time is 8.30 to 10.30. That's, that's, what, that's, that's when I shut down boxing. That's when I shut down everything in my head. And I use those two hours to kind of do me. Sort yeah. of a deal. And, and in that time, to be completely honest, I, I try to find things that I'm not wasting time on. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to watch a program or anything that that's going to make me. Like, fuck, man! I just lost a half an hour. Sorry yeah. you. So yeah. I don't know. It's very yeah, selective. selective. It's hard. It's hard to find a program, and it's hard. Like right now, Tough is out, so I really want to watch that. That looks good. Right? The Ultimate right? Fighter. Yeah. So yeah. So like, I have to be you know, like for myself, anyways. Very you know, pick and choose what you're going to do. Sort of. Is that new episode on tomorrow or Thursday? I've seen the previous. No, it, it relaunches every Tuesday. So this is episode three. In fact, it's it's on, uh, it's on right now. It starts in three minutes. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the only problem. One. That's the only shitty part of it. This is the one time living on the West Coast sucks because the yeah. show comes on. But usually three. we get it pretty good though. We all bloody hell, man! Think about it. Super Bowl. How awesome is Super Bowl for us? I mean, the game finishes at seven, and you can still go out in the evening if you want. Yeah. Whereas East Coast back, 10 o'clock. You're you're going to bed. It's yeah, pretty much done, dude. Okay, so Monday, bro. Let's get to it, bro. Uh, the show opens up with Rhea Ripley coming out, getting her brand new title, as we already talked about. Uh, the crowd is cheering her. I think everybody really wants to get behind her. They really like her until that idiot Dom Dom shows his face. <laughs> he comes out, and this guy's got genuine heat. If like him or not, the guy's got amazing heat. Absolutely, you can't, you can't touch that. I mean, nope. that's organic. I mean, the guy really either he's truly, truly hated by everyone. He's done such a great job with this character. And it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both, right? Absolutely. Um, but he comes up, puts a strap on her. I thought they were going to kiss, which would probably brought up Buddy Murphy, who's a part of AEW, uh, her current boyfriend. I wonder how he feels. Like you know, he's he's always tweeting and stuff, saying, "Yeah, you know." At the end of the day, she's still my girl, right? Like in the stories, he's hers, but he's mine. It's bug him a little bit on the inside, maybe. It's gonna bug him, and it's also gonna bug a guy like um, who's that big brother who just went over to uh, AEW? Keith Lee. Keith it's gonna Lee? bother him, yeah, because his woman Mia Yim, his wife is in WWE. You uh, know, you know, once Vince figures out that Keith and Buddy are getting jealous, he's gonna push that line even worse to rub him the wrong way. That's the kind of guy Vince is, right? Right, and then uh, Zelina Vega, her husband, Al- or uh, you know, Alistair Black, he's in AEW. Yeah. So you got three guys who should have just waited and would have probably been brought back. Um, I don't know about Buddy, maybe not Buddy, but no, I, I don't think Buddy. To be honest, I think they totally dropped the ball on Alistair. Alistair, to me, is more of is I think Alistair could have done a better job than Bray Wyatt did coming back. I think so. Right? In, in terms because they're both that dark character. They both have that dark demeanor to them. But Alistair can work better in the ring than Bray can work. Well, can really why go. I'm saying that he is more of the complete package overall. Yep. I think if Alistair had held out and waited, he would have probably been brought back. Maybe maybe did some stuff backstage that rubbed Biddy the wrong way. Maybe he's like, yeah, see, they got a budget cuts too. You can't keep everybody, right? No, you can't keep everybody. But they're like I said, I mean, yeah, we've talked about this at agnosium, right? We we mm-hmm. we we you know wasted our breath many an hour on this, and um, ultimately at the end of the day, I mean, until something changes, I I don't think anyone that was brought back has has, and you agree with me, has has really kind of shined. Mm-hmm. Or, or, oh. or kind of jumped 
through anything, you know? I no. mean, I can't think of anyone. Uh, Karrion Cross, I'm kind of still holding out for because he's big, he's strong, he's got everything yeah. you want. So let's see. Maybe they figure this one out with him and, and kind of get it going. All right, so Cody comes out, interrupts them, and, you know, talks about last week where where he was cheap-shotted by Dom Dom, and, uh, you know, the issue is challenged, and Rhea accepts it. Uh, so Money in the bank. You got Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. That's just a match that's going to happen. Uh, a filler match, I guess, to lead up to yeah. SummerSlam or something. You got to keep Cody busy. Maybe Brock will come out there and uh, hit Cody and get Dom the win or something to build some more heat for their SummerSlam match. Well, that's it, right? I mean, it's not going to hurt. The only way it won't hurt Cody to lose is if there is a Brock interference, right? Because that story's not over. There's something got to give, right? So this is perfect. Yeah. Uh, that gives you one more pay-per-view to kind of, you know, work with and then you're building for SummerSlam in August. So if they play it right, I think you got Brock Cody part three at SummerSlam. Yeah, we gotta have the rubber match to settle the beef. Yeah, so that's probably gonna go down. So we go right into the Cody versus Miz match. So let's reference this quickly. Cody gets jumped by the Miz from behind. Cody turns around, hits him, makes the Miz look really weak. And I don't like that because I think Miz was really building up a lot of steam and you know I was hoping something for the Miz here um but a very simple loss man he 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 was handled yep. um i'll give this match a c plus i mean cody gets another win but he keeps getting ready for his feud with brock so i mean everything is in line there yeah um i thought i thought they did good work with the arm to sell it and whatnot so i mean everything is there, well. yeah right so i mean everything's in place there okay match it doesn't hurt anybody if I want to um, pick on something here, I'll just probably have to say that, you know, what are they doing with the Miz? Yeah, it's going to keep him as more of like a less in-ring stuff and more of the Miz TV stuff, more of a character maybe. Why yeah, possibly. Up? Let's but, see. But I mean, he's still got a lot. Like I, I, for the first time in a long time, I feel like they're not doing the right by the Miz. I <laughs> just, I don't know. He's been there so long. They don't want, I don't, I think it comes down to they don't want to keep him involved in every top story. Yeah. Maybe. No, for sure. For sure. Possibly. Well, we don't know. Well, maybe there's yeah. something big for him, right? But how much is there left for him to do? That's Not the much. other piece, right? If you look at the two guys, Dolph and Miz, I mean, Miz has had more success than Dolph overall. Way more, way more. Yeah. Right. I mean, what's left for the Miz to do? Don't know. Just hang around, keep collecting checks and be relevant, I guess. That's it, man. All right. So here we are. Becky Lynch. So before she comes out to the ring, she passes by Alpha Academy and Maxine Dupuy, who are training. Love her little outfit. I think it's going to be fun when that happens later yeah. tonight. But here's Becky Lynch. She's in the ring for a chat, and she talks about how we've been conditioned to think that the champion is the top dog in the company. I'm paraphrasing people. Those aren't her exact words. And she had a realization that it's not the champion, and it's the person who has the money in the bank. Perfect way to make it sound important, right? Not to yeah. say that the money in the bank isn't, but how else does a former champion get into that match and make it feel important for them? And they did it. They yeah. sold it that way. And you know what? Her promo work is amazing. It's really good, passionate. Um and you can tell she's kind of been around for a while now. Like, here comes Chelsea Green. She comes out and she basically talks about... Oh, sorry. No. Uh, sorry. What's her name? Tor um, Zoe. Zoe Starks comes out first. Yes. And they talk about, you know, the one thing you can't do is beat Trish Stratus. The second thing you won't be able to do is win money in the bank because I'll make sure you don't. Blah, blah, blah. And Becky goes back saying, look, you know, Zoe, you know, you made a big mistake. And, you know, eventually we'll, 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 we'll correct this mistake as well. And Zoe made a really kind of, I love how they kind of break kayfabe here a little bit. So the only reason you ever got famous is because someone punched you in the face. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was good. No, but it's just true. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a fact. But, I mean, it's what you do with getting punched in the face after. Yeah, that's true. How you build off of that. How you build off of that. So that wasn't mentioned. I want to mention it because she built, she took that, she took that football and ran. And she Absolutely. didn't stop, and no one could tackle her. No one, flag football, no one took the tag off of her. Tackle <laughs> football, she just jumped over everyone, right? Uh, Stone Cold, that crimson mask, WrestleMania 13, prime example of another incident where 
that that bloody mask changed everything. Yeah. And it only changed, right? And and again, it's the person who had the mask, who had the blood that allowed the change to happen. So, you know, they can say what they want. Becky's done great. Absolutely. I I totally agree with you. So this leads up to the the match with Chelsea Green. And they Chelsea comes out talking about the only reason I didn't do anything last week because I didn't want to, you know, hurt my tag team partner's chances of winning. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, quick match here. Nothing to really submission. Becky, yeah, Becky taps her out. Right, yeah, taps her out. Basically, match is over in six minutes and thirty seconds. See, for this match, I'd give it uh, not much to this one. It's you know, no, it's not. It's hard to imagine Becky being in any danger going into the pay per view right now. I think we're just gonna see what we're Keep seeing. Strong, yeah, we're strong. I don't. It's not to say that she's gonna win. I hope she doesn't win title you know the money in the bank are for guys and girls that haven't had the opportunity yet it's to elevate right Absolutely. i don't think i don't think i becky, don't see becky getting it well becky doesn't need elevating no right I, if there's any like i'm just looking at it right now you know we'll, we'll we'll get there we'll get there we'll come down to it uh all right let's get back here very quickly judgment days in the back Ben balder says he has a lot of mind on his mind feast does too like qualifying for money in the bank alone. More cracks. Yeah. More and more cracks. Money. Yeah, yeah. Money in the bank qualifying match. Matt Damon, or sorry, Matt Riddle against Damian, Damian Priest. Priest. Um, not bad. I think Damian did a better job this week. I yeah, think he does a good razor's. He does a good razor's edge. Yeah, no, he does a good razor's edge. Uh, I I think he sold really well. I know yeah. we've been picking on Damien a lot. I'm trying to find positive things. I don't yeah, want to pick on him anymore. He, he, looked all right last night. he looked better, which is an indication to me that now that he's getting more and more of the singles matches, he's you know he's kind of getting back into his zone, right? Yeah. Um, so so I like that. It's still room for improvement. I like that spot where he missed a dive and he fell over the desk, uh, the announce table. I thought that was a really cool spot. The yeah. end. The end, though, you know, it came here. Um, let me find it here. Blah blah blah. Riddle Springboard is broken up with a hanging headlock pile. Headlock driver. Da, 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 back up. Priest catches them on the ropes. Hits the razor's edge for the pin at 14 minutes and 20 seconds. At the end of this match, Gunther and Ludwig come out. Uh, I can't remember the Italian fellow's name, the guy who doesn't talk. Um, he's not there this week because of what happened to him. Riddle hurt his ankle, yeah. so he's out. Uh, so basically, those two come out. They stare down. Um, they, they stare down. Or they, sorry, Riddle. They stare down. No, no. They went in the ring and beat up Riddle. Uh, they stare down Damian Priest as he yeah, walks yeah, by, hop in the ring, and they beat yeah. him up, right? So that's pretty much it. Um Backstage segment, interesting. Another character change on the horizon. Natalia basically saying that changing is a good thing because she doesn't know how to be herself anymore. Interesting. So what's she going to do? I don't know, man. I don't know how many more changes she has left. I mean... I think she's coming to the end of her career here. It's got to be coming to the end. I mean, she's been around for a long time, dude. She's She's got... She's the winningest woman on the roster. Uh... I don't know if she's got the most. No, Charlotte has the most time. I can see her going to AEW again, like after all this, they let her go. But I mean, I think her time in WWE, she's kind of losing a bit of fanfare, and she's just kind of lost in the shuffle. I guess middle of the pack now. I think Maybe of a her. Of the pack look, I think of her, and she's far more attractive than this woman, and in in any way sense of the word, she's kind of like the new Moolah. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're coming up, she's the one you're going to work with. Yeah. She's going to break you in. She's going to help you. She's going to guide you. And I think because her husband, Tyson Kidd, he's basically, you know, a part of the company doing these kind of things. I can see her transitioning in that role eventually. Yeah, I can see something like that. Right. And then she's been around for a while. And I hate to say it, but the women's careers are usually shorter than the men's. Usually. Right, unfortunately, unfortunately, right. I mean, you get Lita and you get Trish coming back. But you don't uh, want Lita back. She didn't even stand. No, Lita's Lita's. Oh, she's not old, but she's she's not, you know, what she was. No, that's, that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Right, uh, but I think that's a lot has to do with her style. Like she was a high yeah, flyer, she, right? She 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 a lot she, of injuries, she, a lot of banging. She put a lot on the line. Where Trish was a smart fighter, like she's a smart wrestler. She she preserved herself, and I think that's Absolutely. why she looks as good as she does. 
And I think, I think that's something we'll see in the next five to six years as we start to see some of these women that be on, or sorry, the, the Charlotte Flairs and the Becky Lynches. I mean, we're not that far away from those four big names, Becky, Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha are starting on the back nine of their careers. Yep. Right. It, it's, 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 it's an unfortunate thing. Cause it feels just like yesterday, those guys were on the scene. Was quick, man. Short, short lifespan in wrestling. It, it just shows you how fast it is, and it's unfortunate for the girls. But the harder they work now, they're not. They're working stiffer. They're working harder. So that just means that their careers are just probably going to be cut even a little bit shorter now. Yep, absolutely. It's a short lifespan in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn's. They're ready for face Imperium, who interrupt them, and Owens is ready to get annoyed. And I like this little, you know, tantrum, term tanter. Temper tantrum Kevin Owens sort of a deal. It turns out, you know, through his tantrum, this now becomes a title match. Yep. So we got the main event for the show tonight. So we got a title match tonight. Uh, basically, we we have a segment where Indishir and Jinder Mahal want to hurt Shelter Benjamin and Cedric Alexander again. So yes. let's see where they go with this, right? They're just building yep. those guys up. India has a big show coming up in September. Um, the company is really, really big on Veer. They want to do something with him. So keep your eyes on that, guys and girls. Uh, out of those three guys, that's the guy they're targeting. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Ricochet, Bronson, Reed. Pretty fun match, back and forth. Bronson, Reed impresses me again to be able to move the way he does with a guy who's Perfect, quick man. and as agile as Ricochet. They worked really, really well together, keeping both guys safe. Perfect. Shinsuke comes in, interferes. Ricochet gets mad. What the fuck are you doing? Sort of a deal. Gets the win. Right. Bronson gets the win by DQ. Obviously, I don't think there's any contention here or any kind of heel change that we're looking at. We're just seeing one face looking at the other guy saying, what the fuck, man? Yeah. You know know better than this. Bronson tries to get something done on both of them, but it turns into a double suplex. That's the only way you're going to get that big man up, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. He's a big so we got that. That's basically done. And again, the match, I gave it a B because, like I said, both guys look good. They worked really well together. The chemistry was there. A big man be able to move the way he does with the with the smaller man who moves the way he does. Impressive. Uh, very impressive. I like Bronson Reed. I hope they get behind him. Two, three years, this guy should be world champion. He keeps up what he's doing, yeah. he's on. A I like track. it. I like it, right? And I'm curious for you, though, because I know you don't like the way Kevin likes looks. What about Bronson though? Like this guy. But at is... least, at least, uh, at least Bronson, you know, wears wrestling gear. I don't like those baggy shorts Kevin wears and those cut off shirts that he cuts with, with his scissors. I don't like that look at all. At least Bronson's a big guy, but he looks like a wrestler. You know what I mean? He moves while he's big. He's strong. Owens is awkward looking, kind of goofy looking to me. If you could look, talking about him looking as a wrestler, I have no problem with Bronson. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. Okay, okay. Right. So Otis is in the same camp then with, with Bronson. With yeah, that's the like Okay. So you, you, you just don't like, like a landscaper. You just don't like his costume. They don't like his attire at all. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that clears a lot. I thought you just didn't like the well, guy. And he, and he could, like the thing with Bronson, he's got some chub on him, but he sticks. So you could tell he works out. Same with Otis. You can see Otis is working out. I don't think Kevin Owens ever been in the gym in his life. <laughs> Fair enough. He's got man. a skinny version. You know what I mean? Like, most, I, have you ever seen Otis? He can lift a lot of weights. You know what, man? I. I am going to work my ass off trying to get Kevin Owens on the show. Yeah, that'd be fun, I would be fun. I just think it'd be so fun to hear the conversation between you two. Yeah. That would be one podcast where I think I just put myself on mute. Well, I would ask him, I said, explain your ring gear to me because I'm having exactly. a hard time understanding it. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I want to get these answers. And I don't think anyone else is going to ask him those kind of questions. But Because I've been saying it for so long. That that's what I'm up saying. With your ring gear. That's what I'm saying. That if there's... Any podcast in this world who's not afraid to ask that question, it's going to be us. Because if you were to take Kevin Owens' picture yeah. and send and show 10 guys that never watch wrestling, what does this guy do? They would never guess he's a wrestler. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. So that's where that's at. No, that's hilarious, man. All right, so we get a, a segment here which went way too long because oh, it yeah. affected everything on the show afterwards. We're talking Seth Rollins comes out and, you know, I'm all for the crowd singing his name, singing his song and everything. But man, this one took forever. Too long. Too long. Like, I love it. I think it's exciting. I think it's fun. 
but this is where they need to kind of cap the crowd a little bit, right? And that's hard to do. I get that. It's hard to cap the crowd on this. But it's fun as it is. The segment went really, really long. Fane comes out. They go back and forth. Uh, you know, Balor goes over the injuries that Rollin gave him into in 2016. And now it's time Balor takes it all back at Money in the Bank. That makes Rollin laugh because he's glad to see Balor, you know, has been waiting for seven years. And Rollins has changed over the years and is the best version of himself. So which Balor is coming, he asked. Is it is it the version of Balor that beat him, you know, the one that beat him in 2016? Or is it the Balor who's a joke and a bitch now? <laughs> yeah. I think enter Demon Balor. Which Balor do you prefer? Um, I've well, I mean, I think Finn as a heel overall is really good, and I think he does a really good job. I think he's better as a heel generally I than he so. as a face. Because he's fair. not greater than Mike, so if he's a heel, he doesn't have to do as much. You know, he doesn't have to sell himself as much. Yeah, but. yeah, but I mean, he's just done a good job of being a heel, right? And I think you know what he's doing with with McDonough now. McDonough's that call up from NXT. He's also that Irish yeah. kid, and he's pretty ruthless. He, the shit that he was doing down in NXT is pretty ruthless. Damien's going to get replaced by this guy, I feel. This is where they're going with it, right? I, I, mean, I can see that. Right? So this is kind of where it's going to go. Um, I, I mean, let's think about it. So the match is made. We got world heavyweight title on the line. Finn Balor versus um, Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins, which is cool. So we got a heavyweight title match there. Damien's in the money in the bank. So what if Damien were to win the money in the bank and Finn were to win? The title. Because they, they did run into each other backstage that afterwards. Well, they were backstage. They did another yeah. segment. So there's a this was a Judgment Day heavy show in a way. Um, you know, the, the segment was really long. So there's a segment backstage, you know, Damien comes up, he says, Hey, you're looking happier now, you know, that you got your title shot and you know, they congratulate each other, blah blah blah. And then Finn looks at him and goes, Hey, if you win the money in the bank, you're not gonna cash it on me, are you? And he goes, no, 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 I wouldn't do that sort of a deal. But hey, man, it's a business. So I'm kind of the Judgment Day is breaking the seams. Yeah, the seams well, are coming up. Look, I mean, if, if there's anyone in the Judgment well, I don't know, man. Like looking at the roster and everything. Well, Edge is still around. This. Edge is going to come back and maybe have one more match with one of these guys at SummerSlam or something. But I still think Edge wants a few more matches. So we got to keep Edge in the equation somewhere. I don't think it's with the with, with them anymore, though. I think maybe it goes on. I think so, man. You've had you, you and your wife fought them. You fought them fucking one, two, three, four, WrestleMania. There's six matches he's had with these guys in one form or the other. Yeah. Five, five to six, including yeah. WrestleMania. I held him to sell. The cap was WrestleMania. He's already beaten Damien. I mean, obviously he can't beat Rhea. Rhea beat the shit out of his wife. So, I mean, that's done. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's nothing left. I mean, the, the cap, the, the, the icing on this, on the story was him beating Finn, who took over his group, and that yeah. story's over, right? I mean, there's not let's hope. let's hope. I mean, there's not much there now. I mean, um, but then again, I thought Dom was going to become a face after WrestleMania too. So who knows? You never know, man. Right, right. So nobody knows. All right. So right into the title match. Uh, you know, straight up, man. Oh, sorry, I forgot about this one. So right after that, we get Raquel, Ra Raquel Rodriguez against Shayna Baszler. Quick match, easy peasy. Rousey interferes, and she and Bailey gets the pin at two thirteen. Um, yep. Iron Sheik tribute video was shown. There's Sheiky baby hanging right there over our shirt. Um, so that one hit me hard, dude. He, he's he was one of the most probably the best entertainer as far as social media goes his social media posts on twitter were legendary man no, he never broke sure. his character right he's always dog and hogan to boy i'll break your neck and blah, yeah blah, blah, blah. no i'll shoot sure. you like f out of anybody yeah like, yeah 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 no I, I i for some reason like you know we, we we've lost a lot of, of 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 our favorites and and you know guys that we liked but mm. this one hit different this one for me I don't know. I got a lot of because Shiki hung on for so long and he was still relevant as far as like being on Howard Stern, all the crazy antics he was doing. So it was more fresh in our hearts and minds, I guess. Shiki to me goes back to when I was nine. Yeah. You know, seven, oh, seven, seven, eight. 
you know, between the ages of seven and nine, that's when I saw Sheik. And you got to think that that's a lifetime you've seen this guy. Yeah. Watching him beat Bob Backlund. I mean, obviously it was not in in real time, but seeing that, seeing him with Nikolai Volkov, all the stuff that he did there. Right. You know, um, the stuff that you know, who he really hated is uh, in character, Brian Blair. Yeah, all yeah, the time yeah. on Twitter, he's like, "F you, you know." Yeah, no, no, and say what he says. No, you but. can absolutely right. I mean, everything was making someone humble and fuck the Hulk Hogan and fuck the B Brian Blair. You yeah, know? like he was all over the place, man. But all of it was done in jest. But I mean, if you didn't know, you would thought, "Wow, this guy's fucking angry all the time." Yeah. Right? Watch him on Howard Stern; he get pissed off. And no, he got no, the think about it. Like I guarantee. I almost have a feeling that Hogan wakes up to check his Twitter, and if he's not getting insulted by the Iron Sheik, he calls him, hey, is everything okay? Yeah, Hogan gave him a nice tribute when he passed away. Rest in peace, brother, man. They all like, loved it. each other. They all loved each other, right? Mm-hmm. That's the funny thing. Like, you know, that was just him. That was just the Iron Sheik, man, just the way he was, right? Classic. And, you know, just... I knew he wasn't well, but I just, it, it, it was a shock to the system because with Billy Graham, with Superstar Billy Graham, we knew he was sick. We knew he was on life yeah. support. Uh, Razor Ramon, you know, Scott Hall, that one hit hard too, obviously. Uh, he's a bit we, younger than those guys, or like, was it sixties, late fifties, late mid fifties? I would have to say, right? Uh, early fifties to mid fifties. No, no, he right? wasn't early fifties. Well, mid fifties. Ten years older than, than Michaels and Triple H, fifteen. Really? Hey. Eh? Yeah. Well, he's, I mean, he he does go back. He's to the 80s. I think he's born fifty eight, fifty nine. So late fifties, let's say, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Iron Sheik's passing really hit me hard, man. I, I was quiet for yeah. about a day. Like, I mean, it's too bad, man. Go back and read his Twitter and watch some of his interviews. They're absolutely gold. I recommend anybody to do that. It's so good. If you love wrestling, you're gonna love what Sheiky has to say. Yeah, and good. remember, ninety nine percent of it's all tongue in cheek, and none of it means anything. But it's but just it's great. But if if you turn that part of your brain off and just read it for what it is, you're like, fuck me, man. I'm surprised no one came to kill him earlier. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> hilarious. All right, Eric from the Viking Raiders versus Chad Gable. This was the match that was affected. I guess the last two matches were because Raquel only lasted two minutes and thirteen seconds, and Chad thing dragged out so long. Yeah, yeah, and Chad beat basically Chad beat Eric in a minute and forty-eight. Three, it's over. Yeah, the respective partner managers are here too. Eric takes him down to start, but we pause for Maxine to arm drag Valhalla to the floor. Vaccine celebrates like nuts, and the distraction lets Gable get the sunset flip for the victory at a minute 48. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so this is this backstage segment that I was talking about. Finn is talking to JD McDonough when Damian Priest comes in. They're both happy with each other's success, but Priest wouldn't cash in on Valor. Priest says, make it work, and at the end of the money in the bank, they'll figure it out if that happens or whatnot. Yeah. Um, do, do, do. So straight up, let's get into it. Tag team titles on the line. Gunther, Ludwig, Kaiser, and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Um, Gunther's chop. A lot of distraction. Gunther gets out of the ring. His riddle comes out there. I'm not going to go into the details of the match. The match was amazing. It was really good. All four guys. Best match really tonight well. far. wasn't even close. Yeah, no, I would have to say so, definitely. Um, Gunther's become one of my favorites, man. His work ethic, the way he works, he's got that old school tough man feel to him. He like, it's uh, just trunks. His trunks are simple. Everything yeah, he doesn't wear the knee simple. pads. You know what I mean? Like, I love that guy. He's one of my favorites. Gunther, Gunther is the individual, in my opinion, that's selling himself over his gimmicks. Yeah, totally. It's agree. Simple, black trunks, black boots. He's That's letting it. his work and the character sell him. Yeah. He's, he's got, got that um, European vibe from, you know what I mean? Like a William Regal fit. He's Finley got that old of... school. He's got that yeah. William Regal, Fit Finley, Seamus, Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Right. If you ever wanted to create a tough man European faction, That's that would be a fun group, right? That would be a fun group. Uh, okay. So, bottom line is Sammy catches Ludwig um, with, with the Blue Thunder Bomb. And gets the pins. The match went 18 minutes and 43 minutes. They gave him a lot of time. But they did a great job, right? It was really good. I enjoyed it. That's it. That's it. This was a long match, but it made the titles feel that much more important, I felt, right? So that was one of the benefits of having it. They put some oomph on the title, which is cool. 
I'm waiting. I'm surprised they didn't get them new belts. Probably next probably week. Coming, probably in the process. Probably next week, right? Um, what else can I pick out of here? I just wrote some notes down. Um, yeah, like you were saying, I'll, I'll expand on this. Gunther has an aura to him that makes whatever he does seem important. And Kaiser, you know, Kaiser is just the perfect sidekick for him. Yes, yeah. Right? You think probably- about it. Right, like you almost feel like Gunther has a bit more of a heart than Kaiser. Like he, when he's beating the crap out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like you know, Gunther's the kind of guy he's ruthless and what, but Kaiser feels that he needs to be one level more ruthless just to impress Gunther, character-wise, yeah. character-wise, right? Um, so that that basically was the show, man. Solid, it was decent. Raw wasn't bad. Just no, no, stuff I, I, I got nothing against the Raw. All right, so why don't we break into some news of the week? Let's do it. We got AEW Collision coming up here with CM Punk. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up this weekend. Uh, FTR FTR and uh, CM Punk against Samoa Joe um, and the two guys from the Bullet Club, man. Um, This will be their second premiere show where Rampage is going to be like their NXT now. And they're going to do Dynamite and Collision is like their Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, so it's just be interesting to see. I'm kind of curious. I'll I don't know what it'll be on Saturday night, though. I don't know how about it's going to work with UFC, boxing, and WWE. I think Maybe they're trying something. to. I think they're trying to pick up on that WCW Saturday night vibe again, right? Let's see if it works. I mean, you don't know until you try, right? I mean, I can't piss on them there'll yet. Be, there'll be some good eyes on this one because CM Punk's coming back, but I think it'll start to fade out after I, that. I think you'll get three weeks of solid. But here's the deal, man. Even on these networks like TBS, TNT. Uh, Fox for WWE. And Collision will be on the zone too. They have it there. Right, again. right, right. So you know, which is interesting because they're showing it on the zone, but I think they have a deal with Impact as well. Impact's on the zone, yeah. Right. So that's kind of interesting. All right. So, uh, what stories do we have here today? Okay. So I've just read. I just heard that AEW wants to bring X Pack in. I've seen that he wants to get in shape. He's got to get in shape, and he's almost fifty. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why not bring him in? I mean, I think he could work with Billy Gunn, kind of use some of that and you know, work together. I mean, if he's the one that's with wrestling on anything, he could still go pretty well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, WWE wants Drew McIntyre back for Money in the Bank in London. Uh, Drew Drew has been off of TV since WrestleMania after getting pinned by Gunther in the triple threat match. Um, he is nursing injuries. That's why he has been off TV. Uh, I do also know that his contract is coming up pretty soon here, but there are no negotiations or anything taking place to kind of re-up those numbers and get him locked in. Uh, I also know that they, or, um, Drew has stated that he's you know, wanting to come back, he's ready, but he's only looking to come back into something meaningful. He wants to get the belt, get up in this spotlight again. Well, it's main spotlight or not, but a meaningful feud, right? Like Drew, Drew's a company guy. He understands that coming back doesn't necessarily mean going right after the title. Uh, he does what he has to do, and he did a great job. He showed himself really well being a pandemic champion the first year of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, that was a tough gig, unfortunately. I felt bad for guys like him. Um, you know, they never got the opportunity to be a champion in front of the crowd, right? Yeah, that's the bad timing. Um, that was bad timing, but I mean, he did really well with it, you know? Um, so yeah, so so that's kind of where we're sitting on with Drew McIntyre. He's just healing up, he's getting better. So maybe we'll see him at Money in the Bank. I'm not sure, we'll find out. So, uh, what's her face? Uh, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, uh, broke her leg at a New Japan event. So yeah, she's basically that, yeah. recovering. She's got a cast on. She posted a picture of her in her casting mm-hmm. six days, day six of recoveries. So yeah. You know, let's see where she's going to go, man. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Collision is going to air live on the Fight Network in the UK, Ireland, and New Zealand. We'll probably get it here on zone and TBS in the States. Yeah, AEW's in their tour of Canada, going to Toronto. There's a bunch of shows there. I wanted to talk about that. They've come to every pretty much province except British Columbia. They won't come here. I'm surprised. I don't understand why. When they were in Seattle, I don't see why they wouldn't have come up you think of that because they can do the, the Rampage show. They can do uh, Dynamite and Collision, you know. I'm curious, though, because they're going to Calgary. They're going to Edmonton. They're going to, 
cities in Canada that just don't make any sense. But that being said, I guarantee if you watch Dynamite tomorrow night, you're going to get about 4,000 fans in attendance. Mm-hmm. Their attendance is shit for Dynamite, to be honest. AEW was a lot of hype. It was really popular at first, the alternative, but it's starting to, starting to fizzle out a bit. Dude, I could buy an upper bowl ticket, okay? And that stadium is so empty, I could get like a $5 ticket and go sit in like a $50 seat. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really unfortunate. Like, they don't stress it enough. There's moments where they show it, but the way they mask the crowd and do it, like, you think about every arena in WWE, every light is on. They're not blacking out any section. No, no, you see it. Right? Wrestling for WWE is super hot right now. I, I think Tony Khan, because his dad has so much money, he underestimated the brilliance of the machine that is WWE, the worldwide. They got all the right people in place. They got the, the best promoter of all time, Vinnie Max, there in the ship. And it's like, he just thought he could come in there and outsmart everybody. And he, Tony Khan thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. In any room he enters, and he never is. So well, just, I, 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 I look cracks. at Tony Khan, and I think the one thing that Rashid Khan, Rashid being his father, um, because the Jaguars did so well this year, considering yeah. the last three or four seasons that they've had, he probably hasn't really paid attention to what the fuck his son is doing. Yeah, that could be too. Right? I yeah. mean, you think about it. I wonder how much money they lose on all their entities. I'd like to know that. Right? Like, I'm not, I'm sure. It's only, Rashid's a great businessman. And if he keeps no. losing money, he'll pull the plug eventually. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's seen the books. I really don't. Unless he just gave Tony a bunch of money to play with, you do what you want with it. Maybe right? wrong. Like I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying because I don't think they've turned a profit in any way. I don't think so. And I don't, so, I don't, so much. They're a private company, so they don't have to disclose anything, right? So yeah, you know, from that perspective, we can only guesstimate. I I don't see how they can pay all these wrestlers when only four thousand people show up to an event. They got to start creating new stars. Besides MJF, they haven't really created any stars. Well, what did WCW oh, do? Yes. They only created one fucking guy in Goldberg. I guess you count Sting. Well, I mean, Sting was before Bischoff, right? I mean, yeah, he was Goldberg. already there, right? I mean, outside well, they, of that. They did, they did NWO, which is hot, but yeah. Yeah, they did, but they're all WWE guys. I know, I know. The only guy in that company, in my opinion, I mean, Sting was already there, right? I mean, we're, we're talking about Beach Boys. Goldberg, Sting, I guess. Right? I mean... Goldberg is the only guy in essence that to come out of that WCW factory that was a that, big star. That is a big star and still carries the name today. He's a cool guy, actually. He's got a great personality, great car collection. He's a cool guy. I'd love to get him on here. He's just got a great positive personality. No, definitely. And there's a lot of talk right now that he might have his final match in AEW. Yeah, I can see that TVS. Right. Back. Right, so because Vinny already retired him, he didn't want to retire. Vinny said, "You're done." Yeah, no, so. no, he already retired him. He put him on the shelf, so that's pretty much there. Um, this is interesting because I just don't see any benefit of this. Uh, they're looking to repackage Monsoor and Mace again. Yeah, Give I don't know. Back. Well, okay, I forget Monsoor. Okay, let's just look at this Mace guy. He's a developmental talent in NXT. <laughs> When the pandemic hits and they switch everything over, they bring him up as a part of the broadcasting team. Remember? Mm, yep. And then he got the shit kicked out of him by Brock. Yeah. On the stage, that. right? Yep. Then he comes back as a part of that faction, uh, the one that that uh, Mustafa Ali was running, um, with with Mia Yim and where they all had the joy jack. They they all wore those masks and everything. What, what were, were they, they called? called? Retribution. Okay. Retribution. Yeah, that's right. Right, they were a part of that retribution. He was a part of that, and he was a part of a tag team with with um with with the guy now um eight baller. No, Mace was the spitballer. The guy he's in W. Uh, he's in NXT now. Again, he went back. Uh, there were the two guys, right? The uh, Mace and whatever the other guy was called. T Bar. Uh, T Bar. There you T-bar. go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then he got repackaged there. Then he got repackaged again as Massé or whatever he's called. <laughs> so this is like a sixth repackaging. This will be their last chance, dude. This is Montour's second packaging. The only reason this guy's probably stuck around is because of the Saudi deals. Yeah. Right? Because this guy's from Saudi. Yeah. And ironically enough, he hasn't been on the last two cards because they're they're selling him as a gay Saudi. I guess the Saudi princes gave a crap about him. <laughs> well, him. Well, well, that's kind of funny. I'm surprised they haven't said nothing, considering that he is a Saudi guy and they're making him sound very, very, you know, feminine. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if you're allowed to say gay Saudi. Uh, I apologize if, if that's wrong. They can say that. I, I don't know. I'm not <laughs> even sure if you're allowed to say gay. gay you still gay. can for now, but I can see them changing it to another word. Right? Okay. So all apologies. No no harm done. Uh, we're, we're still learning. We're Generation X. Okay. So... <laughs> Sorry, man. What, what do you want me to do? Um, I know you always like to do it on this day, but can I do this one? Sure. All right. On this day in 2006, just to show you how old we truly are, DX, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H reunite on Raw. Yep. I remember that one. 24 years. Oh, sorry. 18 years ago. Yep. The hell, man! What? How? They had a good little run again when they revamped it. There, they did some fun stuff together. They did a lot of fun stuff together, but it was kind of weird. I think my favorite ones when they did the uh, when um, uh, uh, Shawn Michaels came out as uh, Shane, and then Vince and uh, Triple H came out as Vince. That was one of their best segments. They, I thought that, that was really fun. Nailed Vince and Shawn being that goofy kid. Yeah, yeah, no, they hit that on the head. Really? My my favorite DX moment was the um. The State of Union address that they gave. Back in 97, 98. There. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where they said all the things that the networks were saying they can't say. And they did it, yeah. Oh, they was... did it anyway. They cut it. Like, you know, they, they had fun with it. Those were the days that I think they turned Vince gray. Well, the stuff, yeah, not turning with... <laughs> he doesn't know what they're going <laughs> to say. He couldn't say shit to them, but at the same time, he's like, fuck, come on, guys. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, but he rewarded them later on for executive roles, but... He really got paid. They really must have pissed him off in the time, man. Well, I mean, the only guy who ever paid for anything any of those guys did was Triple H. Yeah. No one else paid any. Because Vince is probably like, you know better. You're sober. You know better than the thoughtless of these clowns. Well, the, the that plus also, I think Sean was the top dog at the time, so you couldn't well, really it. do anything to him. But True. Hunter took all the shots, man. And 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 Sean, they asked Sean, like, why why did you come to work at NXT? Like, you know, because Hunter asked me, well, what, what does that mean? Because if you think about the relationship we have together and the amount of shit that this guy did for me, mm-hmm. like he took all the heat. Like he's not, it's not lost on Sean to recognize the fact that he took all the heat for the curtain call and he got no punishment at all. Yeah, and other stuff so, they, we don't even know about. We don't. Bars right? and hotels no, and stuff. But think about it. I mean, he's the sober one. So we don't even know half the time he had to carry three of those guys on his back. Can we imagine how, if Triple H actually many, tell all the stories about those guys? Look up. How, how many fights he broke up? How many problems he probably uh, diverted? Oh, lots. Right? I guarantee he was not out the night that Sean got beaten up by six Navy guys. No, he was with Bulldog and somebody else. And they, but that's they, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Right. That's the one time that he wasn't with them. Usually Sean had his crew with him, you know, Nash, Hall, Triple yeah. H. Well, but... that's it. That's it. Right? So that's pretty much Crazy. it. All right, brother man, do you got a top five? I do, but this one's a little bit different. We're getting a little bit into your personality a little bit here. And it's more of a guessing game. I want you to name what you think are the top five rock and roll selling albums of all time. Top I'll give five. you a couple of them are some of your favorites. Okay, well, top five selling rock and roll albums of all time. If you were to guess them, it's a hard guess. I got the list in front of me, but I, okay. I know two of them already. But all right, um, well, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Yep. No, no. Got it. Dark side. Or, or sorry, sorry, sorry. Dark Side of the Moon. Yep. From nineteen seventy-two, seventy-three, I believe it was. Uh, like that. that stayed on the charts until two thousand and something. That's the second best rock and roll selling album of all time. There's only one ahead of it. There's one ahead of it, eh? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I got Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Uh, the Beatles got to be there. No. Wow. Okay. I thought the White Album would have been on that list somewhere. No, top 10, but not. Top no. 10. Okay. So, okay. So Floyd, can I give you band names? I don't know if I can remember the albums, but. Just give me the name of the band or whatever. So Zeppelin? Yeah. Uh, it's number one. Nope, Zeppelin's number five. Love Zeppelin four. That Zeppelin four is number five. You got three okay. more. Three more. Rolling Stones? No. Nope. You give me a hint, bro, man, because I mean they are a band. I've seen many different bands, maybe 30, 30, maybe I've seen 40 different bands in the whole time I go to conscious, and nobody can outrock these guys. These guys got more hits than anybody. And it's the greatest selling rock and roll album of all time, and the second best selling album period of all time behind Thriller. 
the one and only from Australia, ACDC, ACDC back, back in black. black. I figured I was going to go that direction, but I wasn't sure. So back in black is number one selling album of all time. Pink Floyd is number two. Zeppelin's number five. Zeppelin's five. So I got to find three and four. Yeah. Three I'll give four. you a hint on three. It's a food that you like to eat. Bread? And he no. just died last year. Oh, he just died last and, year. And his daughter is dating or married to the guy from Anthrax. That dude with the uh, ugly goatee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Scott, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I didn't realize this guy was his father-in-law. Drawing, you know, this is why it's harder to be on a game show than playing it from your couch because I could have yeah. probably answered all of these if it was someone else. Meatloaf, bad out of hell. Meatloaf, bad out of hell. And I do like meatloaf, man. Great. Uh, great. Shout out to Happy. She makes a good meatloaf. Go figure for for South Asian woman. And the last one, I'll give you a bit of a hint. Just give me the letter. America. Just give me a letter of the band's name. Well, I'll give you a bit of a hint. They have girls and guys singing in there together. The B 52s? No, they got many, many hits. Oh, 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 oh. Um, ah, God, they're all. Another one died the other day. Or yes. Oh, Fleetwood Mac. You got rumors. it. Rumors. Rumors. Yes. Those are the top five rock and roll selling albums of all time. ACDC's one, Pink Floyd's two, uh, Meatloaf three, Fleetwood Mac four, and Michael Led Zeppelin is five. Okay. So out of all of those, I have Dark Side of the Moon on vinyl. I have Floyd. Um, I guess I have every Floyd album on vinyl. I and I I believe I have Fleetwood Max Rumors on vinyl too. Great album, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd have to go check out my collection, but mm. I have a lot of shit down there, man. That that that. Wow, why I have this one? <laughs> you yeah. know I mean? Those are those are all five classic albums in their own right, all different styles too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. All right, chance. I tell you what, right. brother, man. Why don't we wrap this up here? Call it a day. Um, Thursday. Can we drop it? Let's drop it. All right, guys. So on Thursday, we have an amazing, amazing episode for you guys. Yesterday, we got to sit down with the legendary cowboy Carl, cowboy Ryan Carl. Uh, a great episode. Basically, a follow-up chancellor, would you say? Uh, we we yeah. basically just talked about, you know, uh, life after boxing, what he's doing, some amazing things that he's doing. Uh, you know, we'll get into all of that with him as well. So, guys, please make sure to check it out. We're going to pump it up. We're going to push it out there for you guys. So enjoy it. I hope you guys enjoyed this show. I'm Bobby Sampson. He's Chance Michaels. In the words of the greatest selling album of all time, ACDC, we salute you to everybody that downloads, subscribes, and likes the podcast. Yeah, we do salute you. Absolutely. And in the words of the infamous Ed Whalen, in the meantime and in between time, that's it for Samp and Chance. We will see you guys on Thursday. Everyone, please be safe and enjoy the rest of your week. Samp and Chance. Out.